Are you waving to me? Oh, hi. <laughs> Very specific. Who gives up eight runs to Padres? Here's Dave. Dave's here, guys. Sixth inning, eight runs. Come on, you guys. The Padres, let's get it together. Easy. That's our baby. Don't. Welcome to my comedy show. <laughs> I've been doing this podcast for... Uh, What's happening? A little while now. Okay. Sorry, boys. You're listening to The Dollop! <laughs> this is a... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm distracted by your pants, which are bones. Uh, skeleton on the outside. Okay. Um, this is an American History podcast. Uh, each week, I... Dave Anthony. Come on. Father. Come on. Come on. Come on. Baseball lover. Come on. Actor. Come on. Director. Comedian. Buddy, over here. Writer. Hey. Slayer of dragons. Don't touch me. Guardian of the okay. North. All right. What the fuck just happened? Dave Anthony. They're shutting down because of you. Reads a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. It is third person. I switched. I switched to third person. Oh, whatever. What are they saying? What's going on with the left side? No opinions? Nothing? It's like the Senate. Oh, I know you. The fuck? Let's get a bill through. I know, I know that guy. Um, um, but let's bring up our guest, who, uh, if you're at the first show, you will know that she is uh, fucking hilarious. Uh, I saw her on, uh, I first saw her on the Twitters, and then I watched her comedy. I was like, I'm, I'm, she's funny. And then, uh, and then she opened for Patton Oswalt, and Patton Oswalt was like, she's fucking funny. So uh, we asked her to uh, come down and do this. And uh, <laughs> if it didn't like the first show, Gary's job's in trouble. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it's Gareth, but I everything know, else I is I don't fair. know what I said. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kath Barbadoro. Hi. I just saw you in the green room. So I don't have to act like it's my No, it's fun you. to pretend. Oh my god. Oh my god. First time ever. How you been? Oh, don't even. <laughs> 1825. <laughs> Fantley Roy Bean Jr. Start again. Yeah, what? Fantel what? Was Fant that an adverb or a name? Fantley, it's his name. Fantley. Is that a European soft drink? It's a. <laughs> it is a modification of the name Fauntleroy. It's a. It's a Texas version of Fauntleroy. Fantley. Actually, is his, he was born in Kentucky, so I take that back. Okay. Fantley Roy Bean Jr. was born in Mason Bean? County. Bean. <laughs> Junior is the only part that works. <laughs> Fantley Bean. Fantley Bean. Fantley Bean. Yeah. Normal kid name. Sure. For the 1800s. Sounds like a Cobain. <laughs> uh, he was born in Mason County, Kentucky, to Fantley Roy and Anna Henderson Gorebean. What? Gorebeans? Gorebean. Gore hyphen bean? 
Fantley Roy was the dad's name. This isn't helping clarify. It's not easy already. And the mom's name was Anna Henderson Gorbean. <laughs> the worst name people ever. <laughs> Gorbean. Oh, we lost the gore because it sounded crazy. <laughs> now we're just Fantley Beans. Uh... He was the youngest of five children. Most of his life, he was just called Roy. <laughs> Thank God, because that yeah. would be a fucking nightmare hey, for me. Hey, Bean! It's fan, 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 can you spell that? Fantily Bean. And no. It's, uh, it starts with an F. It's P-H. <laughs> Fuck you. So Roy... Uh, got what was considered a traditional frontier education. He became familiar with guns and animals. <laughs> These are mountains. This is you. <laughs> the traditional mountain education, which is none. Good That's... luck. Uh, this is a book. Won't need that. <laughs> uh, he, he became familiar with animals, including butchering, and he learned how to make a swap. I'm sorry, a, a what? A swap where you, you get you like, I will trade you... This oh, husk he learned how to make for a your swap. glasses. Make it's that swap. kind of thing. A swap, oh, like a, when you used to make swaps. Trade shit. <laughs> yeah. I'll trade names, <laughs> please. I'll trade you this case of beer for that boy. <laughs> Done. We're not idiots. Yes. Uh, he became used to not uh, to getting by on not very much, and he learned how to fight and drink whiskey. That's what matters. That's a frontier education that right frontier there. That's what matters. His total formal education in a log schoolhouse was about three months. Plenty. Pl- take that, Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Piece of shit. Was he talking to an actual Rosetta Stone? Yeah. Or he... I can't believe how much I paid for this rock. <laughs> can't even talk $400? And this fucking rock is going to teach me Portuguese. I've been sleeping with the rock again. In uh, 1847, Roy's older brother, Sam Bean, came home and said he'd been fighting the Mexicans. Oh, boy. If you have your name's Bean and you're, like, involved, like, that's got to be very complicated. Bean! No, I'm here to get you. We pick the beans? No, don't. Oh, God damn it. I don't even know. Ugh, they're not. Sam didn't stay home for long, and he set out again across the plains. This time, he took Roy with him. In Independence, Missouri, they picked up mules in a wagon and spent all their money on a stock of goods for trading and joined a wagon train. They're headed to Santa Fe. Santa Fe. But the brothers declined. <laughs> Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Fa- Santa Fe. It's, Santa, uh, where Santa lives, but a- for the Spanish people. <laughs> Hey, I didn't get your letter. Let's do this. Hey, it's me, Santa Fe. Uh, the brothers decided that there was more money to be had in Chihuahua, Mexico. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say dogs. Yeah. Just bring Chihuahuas. Well, that would have been is. the best story ever. <laughs> Chahuahua. Uh, so in Mexico, they sold everything they could, including whiskey, and the locals translated their names to Spanish and called them Los Frijoles. Yes! <laughs> uh, 
It's amazing. How do they? These are beans too, huh? These are beans. How do they translate fantily into Spanish? <laughs> Pinto. <laughs> Meet my best friends, Pinto beans. Hola. See? No bullshit. A little dry. So Roy settled in, learned some Spanish, uh, went to cockfights, drank tequila, and hooked up with some Mexican girls. He was very handsome, arrogant, and very loud. <laughs> well, that explains why the women went to him. <laughs> Things were good for a year or two until a, a local Mexican tough guy decided he wanted to clear out all the gringos from the town. His first target we was... We build a wall! <laughs> A world so unbelievable, you're not even going to believe it. Okay? Keep them out. You'll pay for it with the beans. And <laughs> by the way, America's going to pay for the wall. Fuck them. So this guy decided Roy was going to be the first guy that he targeted to drive out of town. And then uh, So he Roy... starts with one? Well, yeah, you prefer one guy at a time. You first, asshole. Get you out. You. Go. That guy. We don't like your beads here anymore. <laughs> the pretty guy. Uh, so uh, Roy uh, shot him between the eyes and killed him. So that, that whole idea uh, is over. And what happened? Then it was over. Yeah, if you shoot a guy <laughs> here. Because of the murder? Yep. Yeah, okay. Just wanted to make sure it was because yep. of the murder. Well, it wasn't a murder. They, they did a gunfight, and was, Roy was better at it. Right, right. Yeah, it feels murdery. I'm not gonna. I don't wanna. Well, it's the not guy, a murder. It's a policy change. It's, the uh, other, it's the a other ship. guy. The other guy was the aggressor. He's trying to drive Roy out, and Roy's like, uh, Roy's like, I don't want to do that. And then he put one right there. <laughs> Again, the American, the Americans said it was a fair fight. Both men had guns, and they were shooting each other. But the Mexicans saw it as murder. Well, and then the <laughs> guess whose side I'm on. <laughs> And then Shocker. the, the frijole, uh, frijoles slipped out of town in the middle of the night and wagons loaded with their goods. And uh, Roy headed to San Diego, where another of his brothers, Joshua, lived. Joshua there was uh, very wealthy and respected, and he became San Diego's first mayor in 1850. Roy took advantage of uh, Josh's money. He bought fancy suits and modeled himself after a Mexican gentleman. Okay. And in 1851... Josh was appointed Major General of the State Militia, and he moved to San Gabriel while Roy stayed in San Diego. All right. Uh, so at uh, a bar one night, a Scotsman was bragging about his shooting ability. <laughs> I'll tell you two things. <laughs> All you need is a scope and a dream. <laughs> Bloody hell. I'm pissed as a fire. <laughs> Uh, no, nothing good starts with a Scotsman was bragging about his shooting ability. That's or just... tell you a couple things. <laughs> but my shooting ability. Can we close our tab? Can we just actually close out? <laughs> close it out? Yeah, all under that one. Yeah, that one. The card Seems I gave like you a, earlier. Yeah, yeah. It might be a long night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Roy, uh, in return, started bragging about his shooting ability. And the Scotsman suggested that they have a shooting match. Well, the next logical step is one dies. <laughs> Let's not be foolish. So Roy agreed to a shooting match. And then the <laughs> a shooting Scot match. They're just going to shoot at targets. Oh, okay. Not... All right. Okay. 
And then the Scotsman suggested that they shoot while riding galloping horses. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Do you mind if I add a complication? <laughs> and Roy agreed. Of course. This is the improv attitude. Yes, and. <laughs> and then the Scotsman asked what the target should be, and Roy suggested each other. Okay, so. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. Good. It's always good when men get drunk. <laughs> always a sound thing is going to come out of it. Yes, and we should shoot at each other. Yes. And oh, uh, let me have some water. The Scotsman wasn't thrilled with the idea, uh, but he also didn't want to back down in front, in front of a bunch of people, so he agreed. Of course. Yeah. And the locals and merchants were thrilled. Okay. Because they knew a bunch of crowds would come into town yeah, to yeah. see the two guys shooting each no, other on they're, horses. they're playing the Super Bowl in your city. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of stopping it, the sheriff told the two men they had to shoot away from the crowds. They... That's got to be an amazing moment when he shows up. Guys, guys! Hey! Make sure you don't hit any of the people in the crowd. Okay? Let's, let's, not, let's not lose our heads over here. I know you're on a horse and it's like... Uh, you guys can lose just... your heads, not any of the innocent bystanders. Right, right. yeah, we don't want to hit them. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad I came out today. Smart. So it was held on February 24th, 1852 on Main Street in San Diego. The streets Jesus. were lined with people. Everyone's like, this is going to be great. Two guys are going to shoot each other on hey! horses. Hey! No ducking allowed, pussies. <laughs> so they galloped around each other trying to get a good shot. This is not bloody easy! <laughs> Fucking hell! Christ! Oh, I dropped my water! Roy then shot the Scotsman in the leg and then shot his horse. <laughs> Seems like cheating. Seems like cheating to shoot the horse. And the man and the horse went down. And then From the what? Gunshots? <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? Just got tired. Fuck just me! <laughs> Roy. Well, I wouldn't have won if it wasn't for that crump! <laughs> <laughs> the horse got it too! <laughs> Uh, the sheriff then stopped it and arrested both of them and charged them with assault to in, with intent to murder. Wait, what? That is Who? entrapment. Y'all saw it. Y'all saw it. It is. So Chris Hansen just walked out. Hi. You guys thought you were here for a duel. Gonna need you both to take a seat. Want some of those lemonade? Do you guys have condoms on you? <laughs> Obviously, the Scotsman does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the Scotsman was also accused of challenging to fight a duel, and Roy was charged with accepting a challenge to fight a duel. That's so, a <laughs> they hit him with all the charges they could get him with. Offsetting technical fouls. <laughs> But on April 14th, well, how many days later is that? Oh, it's a while. He's been in jail yeah, for a couple months. of months. Yeah. A couple of months. On April 14th, 1852, Roy broke out of jail with the help from female admirers who had smuggled tools to him in his jail cell. Wow, he was that <laughs> good? Been there. Been there. It's... Yeah. I mean, you meet a nice fella. 
You want to hang on to him? You know he's the yeah. one if you're putting a knife and banana bread. Yeah. yeah. It happens. I've got the butterflies. <laughs> but then there's another lady with the knife and banana bread, and you're like, what are who you are doing you here, here to see? Wait, what, who are you here to see? <laughs> Sorry, I just want who are you here to see? Uh, Roy. Roy's, uh, I'm here to see Roy. Who are you I'm here seeing, to see? I'm also seeing Roy. <laughs> nice bunt cake, uh, bitch. What do you got in there? Don't worry about Nail it. Nail file. What do you have uh, in there? Yeah. You fucking uh, uh, bitch. Uh, 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 she's stabbing me with cake. <laughs> um, so he breaks out of jail, and he goes to Los Angeles. So he breaks out of jail because the guards are like, man, you love pastry. <laughs> Here you go, Roy. How do you not gain any weight? I don't know. Lights out, huh? <laughs> So he goes to Los Angeles where his brother Josh now owned the headquarters saloon, which was the largest of three saloons in Los Angeles. And on Sundays, he uh, entertained uh, with horse races and cockfights and other things of that name. Sure. Mexican cool, circuses. Cool um, men riding on horses, shooting each other. I'm going to bloody agree to this! <laughs> Uh, large crowds were very common, so were uh, people getting in fights, and that's the town Roy came into. Uh, he strutted the streets in a sombrero and embroidered pants. With <laughs> so what's his deal? He's like, I'm Mexican. Yeah. No, he's See, like, you're frijoles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm frijoles. <laughs> well, I think it's like the, I think it's like the f- fucking fashion of the time. Like... In Los Angeles at that time, it's mostly Mexican, I believe. And so yeah, they're just, but he's still, just dressing up. It's like now right. you he's go to Coachella sharp. and you wear the Indian headdress. Yeah. And then, then you would it's wear much the like Coachella. Yeah. He's like, I identify as Mexican. <laughs> Liberals. Uh, Frijole. You guys know what I'm talking about? All right. <laughs> um, Some perverts like, that's what Frijole means? Oh. Oh. Mm. Uh, he always had two guns in his belt and a Bowie knife in his boot. The ladies loved him. He developed a reputation uh, for bragging, dueling, and gambling on cockfights. Those are all very interconnected. <laughs> uh, Josh Bean made Roy a lieutenant in the state militia and a bartender at the saloon, hoping that would settle him down. <laughs> Wait, what did he make him? He made him what? A lieutenant in the state militia. <laughs> okay. And a bartender. Lieutenant, another gin. <laughs> Whenever you get a second, and those jalapeno poppers on it, yeah. <laughs> Sir. I feel bad for Josh Bean. His brother's name is Fantilli Frijole, mm-hmm. and his name is Josh Bean. It's not great. That's a tough life to have to live up to. Uh, I'm actually related to Frijole. Sure you are, Bean. <laughs> Shut up, loser. Uh, one Sunday night, as Josh was headed home from the saloon after a Mexican circus. <laughs> Specific I don't know. kind of circus. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he was headed home to his house, and he was shot twice. Once in the chest, and he staggered to a nearby house and died the next morning. Jesus. Uh, Cipriano Sandoval, a Mexican cobbler, was accused... And he and two others were hung for the crime. What? That happened very shooting. quickly. Yes. We just got to know them. It's <laughs> and now they're gone? That's it. They were very them. small yeah, players. Right away. This. Oh, good to meet you. Oh, you got hung. Okay, cool. Right. 
So the cobbler got hung for the crime. Yeah. But most people in Los Angeles believed Joaquin Morata had, uh, a.k.a. the Mexican Robin Hood, had done it because... Wait, don't just wait, drop that. Yeah. A.k.a. <laughs> according to whom? Yeah. The people he Let's would... Let's talk about Frijole Tuck. <laughs> he, would ro- he would rob from rich people and give uh, to poor people. So he's that the sounds Mexican very Robin, Robin Hood-y. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. But he just Sorry. was a Mexican guy, so they were we like, well, you can't that, be Robin Hood because that guy's white. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, but Josh had been uh, making moves on Mexican Robin Hood's lady, so then pa- uh, a posse went out and uh, came back with Joaquin's head. Uh, Jesus, this is really head, happening Which fast. they put in a jar and then was uh, sent to a San Francisco saloon uh, to put on the shelf. <laughs> it's totally just normal shit. What it's year just, is this? Uh... I mean, it's a while ago. It's 1852. It's when you put heads Still in jars. Unacceptable. It's, it's. We stopped putting heads in jars in like. When did we stop? 1870-ish. But you can still get some at antique stores. So a bunch. Of, anyway, a bunch of guys died for one crime. <laughs> and Roy inherited the saloon. Okay. A Mexican military officer intended to marry a Mexican girl, but uh, she was not on board. So Roy came to the rescue. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. Okay. He intended to Sorry. just one-sided. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a very... Come on, quit struggling! <laughs> I don't means I do! <laughs> it's very... Uh, it's a very moving wedding vows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a Where cl- are your families? <laughs> oh, they're being weird. <laughs> quit getting out of here! Uh, so Roy came to the rescue and, and, and ran off of there, and then the officer challenged Roy to a duel, and Roy just shot him dead. So that's a good, that's a good du- way of saying yes. <laughs> yeah, I won. How many duels are we up to uh, now? Two, just two. Just two? How just many more two. are there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets weird. Not a good um, answer. Because if there were no more, you'd go, no, no, it doesn't go that direction. <laughs> Not liking how the duel turned out, the officer's friends captured Roy and hung him. Roy's gone? Well, he's not. What is happening? He's because a stuntman. He's either, a ghost now. It was it's a different bean. Ghost. Either the horse they put Roy on failed to bolt or the rope stretched, which allowed Roy to reach with his little footsies down to the ground and keep himself hanging there. You know, out of the two, I want the horse not bolting. <laughs> Where you're just like, oh, you're a good boy. You're a, you're a good boy, huh? You want to know? You like carrots? You know what carrots are? Yeah, you do. I'll tell you what, I know where all the carrots are. I'll give you all the carrots you want. No, those other guys weren't good to you. You should be wild, huh? Do me a favor and arch your back a smidge. Little, 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 little touch will go to where all the carrots are. Little touch. Little mini arch, huh? Oh, God, I knocked over my carrot cart. <laughs> oh, easy buddy, no! <laughs> Thank God it's bendy rope. <laughs> oh, it's like bungeeing. This is actually fun. I feel like I'm on the moon's atmosphere. <laughs> boingy, boingy. But I love that they're actually a group of guys that put a noose around a guy and put him on a horse and yeah, go, they see you later, yeah. fucker! And yeah. then they, no, it's, and then it's they actually J- leave. It's instead of, J- instead it's, of hanging him, it's like, we're hacks! You're a James Bond villain. Yeah. And then when the horse moves, you'll die. But before he does, let's all get out of here. 
No need to make sure this happens. What are the odds it doesn't? Oh, a minor percentage. It'd be cooler if we roll. Yeah. So the girl who he had, this was all over, cut him down. And for the rest of his life, he had uh, a scar from the, just like in uh, the, the yeah. movie with the Clint Eastwood character. Yeah. Uh, he, has a, he has an actual rope scar yeah. on his neck. He frequently would wear so a bandana. So collared shirts were in. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, he wore a bandana and he grew his beard long enough to cover it. Which, <laughs> so he's got a long... Ladies, if you are dating a guy with a beard, make sure you check. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Motherfucker, what's up? Are you, are you hanging with a scar? What are you doing? Oh, no, that's from prom. <laughs> At least he didn't go with an ascot. <laughs> His neck was stiff for the rest of his life, and he'd either have to turn his whole body or look out of the corner of his eye to see to the side. So, like, <laughs> that is, that's a guy you, you want to go straight on at. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, never mind, nothing. Nope, no. nope, don't worry about it. No, I, was, I was just asking if it's you fine. were, I was asking if yeah, you're good. No, it's all good. Huh? No, nothing, dude, honestly. <laughs> talk, to, talk to who you're talking to. I don't want any part of that. No, and don't talk to him like that. You know what, don't talk. You oh. move like... Yeah, you're like Stevie Wonder with spinal fusion. I, uh, you're problematic. Uh, Roy's fortunes took a downturn. Many in California were bankrupt uh, post-gold rush, and Roy ran the saloon into the ground. Okay. So he moved on, and he went to New Mexico and tracked down his brother, Sam. Sam was running a combination store, eating house, saloon, hotel, and gambling den. <laughs> Pizza so, and Taco Bell. Honestly, literally every road stop you see when you're on a freeway now. Yeah. It's like a yeah, we're a Subway pizza. sandwich gas station and we have showers and we can sell you plates. What's your deal? It is, it is, it is the Old West version of a truck stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, he also ran a freighting and hauling business and he was the sheriff of Donna Anna County. Of where? Donna Anna County. Sure. Uh, he w the county was so big it was impossible for one man to cover, so he didn't carry a gun and he just kind of let things sort itself out. Is that the attitude that is okay? It's, it's not a good sheriff. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm in over my head. Whatever. So Roy, when he shows up, he's dead broke. He has nothing. Sam gave him clothes and uh, money to spend. And the Civil War broke out and miners started to leave to join the fight. Roy supported the Confederates and claims he served in the war with a small group he organized known as the Free Rovers. But well, I thought it was going to be the Free Holes. <laughs> <laughs> he really missed an opportunity yeah, there. Honestly, I got one note. Roy. <laughs> Here come the Free Holes! <laughs> what? They may take our lives, but they'll never take our Free Holes! <laughs> Uh, but there are no records of the Free Rovers or Roy's service. That's in, interesting. So people either think he didn't serve or that he, he didn't want to be tied down by actually signing up, so he was just like a roving band of uh, assholes. <laughs> just wanted to kill some people, all it right. Has, it has to just be bullshit. <laughs> Probably. Either yeah. way, after the Battle of Glorieta Pass, when New Mexico lost to the Union, the Beans, Sam and... 
Roy retreated south into Texas. All right. Bean country. <laughs> but before they left, Sam went to Santa Fe for a few nights, and Roy left and left Roy with instructions on how to open the safe in his business and put the money in at night. Instead of doing that, Roy opened the safe and took all the money and left. Yeah. Yeah. He is one bad frijole. <laughs> That's where Santa lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was in San Antonio, and Roy went into the hauling business. What happened? Nothing. People are Stop excited it. about San Antonio for some reason. I don't... <laughs> Congratulations. It's a beautiful place. Mm. Yeah. I've never been there. I've been there. It also a sewer. So no, they, they have a movie theater. Uh, I love how Texas cities hate each other. As yeah. If you're, yeah, you're too big. Yeah. That's the yeah, problem. Everybody. It's a country. That isn't... I mean... It's, it's like, like three Frances, right? Yeah. 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 So it is, of course, it is, people like San Antonio, they're weird. If, if there's you, one unit of measurement that people in Texas don't know, it's the size of France. <laughs> you mean freedom? <laughs> freedom? What's Texas like? Three Frances, maybe four Spains? You know, it's three uh, European pussy nations or one regular. You know, it's like when you go through a drive-thru and they got medium-large, extra-large. France is small. We're big gulps. We're like nine Amsterdams. <laughs> You're talking about the state that's 25 Luxembourgs, bitch? Get your head out of your ass. Don't mess with 25 Luxies. By the way, do you guys know where the phrase don't mess with Texas comes from? Dave. It was garbage. garbage. Yeah. Back in the day in the early 80s, they were like, how do we get Texans to clean up their state that they keep throwing garbage on? And some ad guy came up with the phrase don't mess with Texas, meaning don't put shit on the ground in Texas. And you guys act like it's a badass thing. <laughs> It's amazing to think someone's throwing a wrapper on a ground because they're like, don't mess with Texas recycling. <laughs> <laughs> like it was intended. It de that slogan definitely outlived the concept of recycling in Texas. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One world. No. <laughs> Texas and then everywhere else. Two worlds, yeah. bitch. Uh, so... Uh, in San Antonio, Roy went into the hauling business, selling guns to Confederate soldiers. <laughs> what just happened? We're going to get shot after this, what? is what... People what are very excited. I don't know. I'm very scared Wait, right so now. what happened? He went into the hauling business, selling guns to Confederate soldiers, and then these guys cheered, which makes me think they're yeah. on the other side. Well, remember, Dave, don't mess with Texas. From me. Uh... Making good money, he went back to wearing fancy clothes and, and smoking expensive cigars. <laughs> he was uh, arrogant and had a hair-trigger temper. He drank, swore, and conned anybody he could. But when the it's war... an amazing order. But when the war ended, so did his business, and he was immediately poor again. Aww. What's going on down there, gentlemen? We got it. You got it? <laughs> All right. 
that guy. Don't mess with podcast <laughs> recordings. <laughs> Roy moved into a vacant house on the banks of San Pedro Creek. Then a guy bought it from the actual owner. Why don't we do that more? Why? Yeah. I, it's like it's literally just the lack of gumption. Where it's just like, just go somewhere and be like, yeah, I live here. Yeah. Oh, you do? All right, I'm gonna move. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where. There's other places. Just have a real estate agent show you the house. And she goes, okay, it's time to go. No, I live here now. Yeah. Just so. say squatters' rights. No one knows. Squatters' rights. Squatters' rights. You got 30 days. Oh my God. <laughs> so we had cockroaches. We got rid of them. Now we have squatters. <laughs> so the new owner comes to tell Roy that he owns the house, and then well, that's Roy's, a problem for me. Yeah, Roy's like, "Well, I live here, so, so good luck with that." I don't know what your paperwork says, but I'm here. <laughs> kind of my deal. And then the guy sued Roy, and Roy was fined $63 by the court. That's why. Why don't we do it? <laughs> Months of free rent for $63. All right, I'll leave. Oh, fuck. But back then, it was a lot more than... Still. Months. Months of rent. So, When's Roy... your lease up? Well, <laughs> pigs come. When pigs come? Yeah. <laughs> Better than when they fly. Just if I see pigs coming, I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. All right, that, that's a pregnant hog. I'm out. Uh, so uh, Roy asked for a new trial because he lost the first one. And then they held it, but they didn't invite him. And <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and he lost that one. Because he didn't come. And then the sheriff, was, the sheriff was sent to evict him. And then when the sheriff showed up, Somehow, Roy got the new owner to pay all his moving expenses and throw in a jug of whiskey. And Roy he, is and amazing. Then, and then he left. This guy. Yeah. No wonder women are baking him cakes yeah. to get out of prison. Yeah. Multiple cakes. <laughs> Listen to him. No, now when I hear it from your perspective, it makes sense. I'll pick it up. Yeah. No, I didn't realize you got so attached. So Roy moved to a very poor, half cowfields, half Mexican slum on the edge of town. Okay. And he married Maria Anastasia Virginia Chavez, who was about 15. Oh. Roy was uh, 40. So. uh, Is is that weird for anyone? uh, No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, what do we even talk about? How many names we have? Is that in common? <laughs> um, they had a very, very rocky relationship. Uh, was one- it the age difference? Was that a bit of a rub, do you think? At one point, he burned her with a stick from the fireplace. Just classic shit you do when you're... When you got a 15-year-old running well, around. Well, you know, that's what... You got to be dad and husband. <laughs> it's a tough role. It's a tough role. That's the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> it might be. Uh, but they ended up having five kids. Yeah. At what? Yeah. It, it, uh, don't and get they, mad at us. 
Yeah, we didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't burn her with a stick or stay with her. For, I didn't. Well, whatever. They I'm like mad at us. they like fucking. Is that what everyone's mad about? No, they, no, they didn't. She fifteen. Okay, but a lady matures. <laughs> no, but but how, back, back how then you, that was marrying age. Which it wasn't. Yeah, no, it like kind of was, which is so fucked up. The a lot idea, of people married young back then. A lot of women married young, two 21? old men. Dude. Well, no, he's no, yeah. no, he's wrong, but whatever. It, no, what's true is that the idea of marriage used to just be like when a man's ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a man would be like, "It's time," and she'd be like, "But I'm not. I hate you, and I'm a teenager." And he'd be like, "Yeah, well, we'll figure that out in marriage." Look, when and that'll be how we do when it. When a man kidnaps marries a, a woman, teenager. <laughs> What's cool Sorry. about me is that I'm older than your dad. <laughs> so that's kind of a thing that I have. But I don't even understand. I, I literally can't even fathom the idea that at 40 years old, you're like, this makes sense. <laughs> She's 15. And like, even from a connection standpoint. Oh, no. I, 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 what do you a, want out a 40, of a marriage? As a 40-year-old man, if I'm around a 15-year-old girl, I want to blow my brains out. Well, you're like different. You're a different. Like it's like different species. It would be like me being at a party with a deer and being like, I like it. <laughs> Fucking dig this deer. What's crazy? <laughs> the idea that at some point everyone is like, that's fine. Have you met his new wife? Oh, she's 10. Oh, you'll love her. She loves to, she loves crayons and jump rope. Yeah, they'll figure it out. You know, you got, you, you find you together. You have independent user than use together and you'll find yourselves. Well, what are you mad at me for? Yeah, like he is marrying a 15 year old. We're all agreed that a 40-year-old shouldn't marry a 15-year-old. I hope and, there's nobody in this room that's gender, like, I object! There should not... I would like to make a point. <clears throat> As a 40-year-old man who's married a 5-year-old, I... Look, you find your relationship. Oh, her parents were dicks, obviously. They didn't get us. The Ted Nugent story. Yes. On Thank you. Um, so, yeah, they didn't have a great relationship, but they made five Why? kids. I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. It's a mystery left yeah, to the so sands weird. of time. They divorced. Uh, they finally divorced after fifteen years. Uh, the oh, kids. Oh well, she was only thirty, so she had her whole life ahead of so her. So she's like, "Oh, good, you've completely ruined what my perspective is. Now I'll go be a free agent." <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, uh, the kids stay with him after that. We, we have no idea what became of her. But the area that they lived in became known. The area that they lived in became known as Beantown. Boston? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very extreme suburb of San Antonio. Oh, you're a is ways there, is away. There, there's no Beantown today, right? Is that not a San place San Antonio, Beantown? No, Beantown. Okay. Except that that's what everyone calls San Antonio. <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. You know what? Take your San Antonio pride. Take it down a little bit. It's Too just because everywhere else is racist. It's not a problem yeah, with San we, Antonio. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway. In Texas? Shh. 
Two men named uh, Wicks and Hickman owned a large swath of woods near Beantown. They hired Roy to guard against poachers from chopping firewood. So Roy charged people 25 cents to load a cut wood and take it away. So, so, so Roy makes promises. Yeah. And then he doesn't hold them up. At all. He does the opposite. He does the, the opposite. Uh, hey, Roy, watch the kids. All right. I'm going to sell the kids. <laughs> he also took wood and became uh, the biggest supplier to the local iron worker. And then he moved on to the dairy industry. Oh, what's he going to do now? He would Revolutionize buy, it. He would buy cows on trial, meaning he wants They to were see- charged with a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that murder cow. <laughs> I will take that. That one's an assault cow. I'll take the assault cow. Murder. <laughs> Murdering. <laughs> I like so, to murder... <laughs> so he would he would um, he would he'd buy the cousin trial, meaning that you want to see how they perform. They <laughs> milk and yeah, how they milk it? What's their deal? Boy, Good rump? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This cow, man, she is performing. <laughs> man, I swear, if she was three years older, I'd marry her. <laughs> age gap. <laughs> what would we talk about? So uh, you like grazing? I'm a grazer. So he buys a cow in trial, and then he would stop feeding them, and then he'd milk them and sell the milk. And then when they stopped producing milk from lack of food, he would refuse to pay for them and give the cows back. Uh. And the owner would take the cow back and then feed the cow, and then the cow would start producing again. And sometimes Roy would end up buying, pulling a scam on the same cow over and over. Uh, well, that's got to be good for an animal's health uh, right off the bat. And then he got That's it. like eating the wrong takeout order and being like, where's my food? <laughs> and then he got into meat. Wait, he was already in meat. No, now he... Oh, the bean man's in meat. He offered... He offered all the boys, the local boys, $5. Who are you they? know the local boys? Newsies? Look at the newsies. Hey, <laughs> hey, mister, got a coin we can bite? <laughs> so he offers him $5 each to any boy who would bring a stray cow as long as it didn't have a brand. And then they bring a cow and he'd quickly butcher it and then sell the meat door to door, as you do. You know wow. when, like, a stranger comes to your door? Hey, I got this! Oh, it's a little dirty. It's a little wipe off my hands, but I got some meat. Well, I am in, obviously. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. You're clearly... You've clearly just murdered it. <laughs> it was Fresh. a murder. Why are you talking? <laughs> well, that's the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So a couple times, he killed a cow right in its pasture. And one landowner came across him one day, and Roy was cooking a, <laughs> cooking a cow, what was left of it, over a campfire in the pasture, and Roy invited the landowner to join him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the move you pull. You yeah, dinner for two? two? Hey, buddy, come on, sit down. I know it's yours, but let's eat her. Well, raise a good point. I found her in a bunch of pieces. 
You promise? Yes. You swear it was killed by a rocket? (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt you. You're a good boy. Um, Never met a bean I don't like. Uh, well, some the, beans would go good with this, actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, let me cut a slice of you off. <laughs> uh, he made he made it clear to Roy that Roy was on his property, but he never brought up the fact they were eating one of the cows that he owned that Roy just killed. Right, okay. Because people were a no, little bit scared br- of Roy. He Hawk. brought the ribeyes to the pasture. He did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the 1870s, Roy opened a bar with a Frenchman. They lost money immediately. Well, so no. he sold all the shares to his French partner and then just opened up a bar in his house. <laughs> he lost money at that, too, because it was in his house. <laughs> How do you lose money at a house bar? Well, a big problem was that Roy loved to drink. Oh, uh, there it is. There it is. We're closed today. Why? Roy's down. He's late. Roy down. drank all the gin. An Irishman named T.E. Connor. And his wife ran a town grocery store. And Roy would hang out there at the store and sample the whiskey. Oh, yeah, I think it's time for another taste of a little whiskey. <laughs> Connor's wife did not like Roy at all. What's her deal? She always sees it in a bad mood when I come around. Is it just me or is she just being a bitch? My uh, 10-year-old wife was like that. Yeah, all about her. Where am I? Am I in a bar? What's going on? Oh, parking lot. Oh, weird. (laughs) One day, the wife offered to buy uh, everything Roy owned if he'd leave town. The one an amazing offer. (laughs) Hey, everything you own... So buy everything you have, go. Go, please. Everything you own, and you just have to leave. Mm. Even I would the take chair? that offer now. Yeah. yeah. No, just, don't you? Well, that should be a TV show. Yeah. We'll buy everything you have. Just leave. All right. Yeah. Just yeah. Get yeah. on it. It's yeah. called. Yeah. Get yeah I'll do it. Town. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> I sold everything. I don't even. It's a show. I don't know what it is. Uh, There's a camera. It might be a ruse. <laughs> I would watch that after Storage Wars, just on TLC. Just get out of town is the name of it, and they just pitch it to you. I'll Sell buy it all everything. and go. <laughs> You own. After the Duggar kids. <laughs> no, there's nine new ones. <laughs> they haven't done anything bad yet. It's cool. They're new. <laughs> it's great. So the one hang up for Roy was the town name. Beantown? It was named Beanville. <laughs> Beanville? Oh, was it, did I say Beantown before? I thought you said Beantown. Oh, no, it's before. Beanville. Sorry. It is Beanville. My okay. bad. My All bad. Right. It's Beanville. It's a little fancier than Beantown. Yeah. Just, you know. He was worried that if he left, that the place would then be named Connerville. <laughs> so he made, she promised that if he left, she would make sure that Beanville stayed Beanville. And then she bought all of his stuff and he left. Okay. <laughs> He's an idiot. Quite, I mean, it's... <laughs> I might do it. I might take it. I would I do mean, it. I would absolutely I'll do it. I'll sell it all. So this was 1881. America's second trans- tra- transcontinental railroad was being built. Uh, there were many towns and work camps that would pop up and then move, you know, sure. as the railroad moved. Sure. Uh, so Roy sold everything he owned to Miss Connor for $900. He bought a tent, a barrel of whiskey, and some beer. <laughs> <laughs> barrel is a great... Barrel is a great amount of whiskey. <laughs> we're going camping! <laughs> Like, like when the hardest thing to lift is your whiskey, <laughs> like your priorities are a little out of whack. 
Ah, I just died. I just gotta get all the bourbon with me. <laughs> you just have to roll it. You know? <laughs> it's not easy though. Hills are the worst. That's when I drink the most. Hills. So he left his children with friends and started following the railroad construction crews west with his makeshift saloon. So he sets up the tent. He's got the whiskey in the does. He's a food truck. Yeah. (laughs) The railroad was being built westward from San Antonio, and Roy first operated his tent saloon in Vine Garoon, which was the largest workers' camp. His tent saloon was in Vine Garoon? (laughs) Vine Garoon. I mean, what a loon. (laughs) Was it noon? Too soon? I don't. Okay. I don't do that. (laughs) At the height of construction, there were 7,000 workers. It was a lawless camp, very well known for being lawless, and the railroad appealed to the Texas Rangers to help. And they came and arrested a bunch of guys, but then they're like, oh, there's there's no jail. (laughs) (laughs) What? So they had to march all these guys, 500 500 guys like a week, and then they're like, that that, that doesn't work. (laughs) We can't do that. Oh, my God. And then Roy heard that they were looking for someone to enforce the local law, so he volunteered. Oh, boy. Not good. And on August 2nd, 1882, Roy Bean was appointed Justice of the Peace. Oh, hell yeah. For Precinct 16th, (laughs) Pecos County. What could go wrong? We've known, we already know this is a, a, a good guy. Yeah. He already ran a bar as lieutenant. Why not run a bar <laughs> as justice of the peace? Yeah. You can marry people in your bar. Thank you. They meet. Got they a, a good drink. vibe. Good vibe yeah. early. His knowledge of legal jargon from his times as a defendant helped him become. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, put that on a resume. An effective judge. I know all the legal talk because I've been around a lot. Your Honor, I would cite the state versus me in this case. Uh. Roy now held trials in his saloon. What is going... Sure. Sure. Honestly. Provide refreshments for the jury. It's great. When it was time for court to start, Roy would take off his apron and put on a dirty alpaca coat. <laughs> Why lose the apron? What so, is your deal? You can't you have know an how apron every on. judge you've seen is dressed like a dirty pimp? That's... <laughs> <laughs> alpaca coat. <laughs> but how great if we had judges now that were just up there like dude, making soup? Dude. Honestly, how much more would I be on board with the judicial system if there was alpaca jackets? (laughs) And obviously they're called alpacas. Alpacas. (laughs) All rise. The judge is putting on the alpaca. Yeah. What's up? What's up, motherfuckers? Let's do this. Uh, So he'd sit behind the bar and he'd take out his pistol, which he would bang like a gavel. That does mean it's pointing at him. Yep. <laughs> does. When the jury was required, men sat on barrels and boxes. And during recesses, Roy would become the bartender again. You know... <laughs> I, I love this. I it, wish it, it was still this way. Would absolutely shift jury duty. Oh. 
<laughs> is there a bar? Obviously, there's a bar. I'll do it, yeah. It's at the bar. Yeah. It's great. It's at the bar. Oh, where do I put... Is it at the bar? <laughs> so during recesses, quote, everybody was supposed to drink, judge, jury, prisoner, and all. Y'all want to pass the bar? Okay, recess. Shots, shots, recess. All right, we're going to take a five. Everyone have a Long Island. (laughs) Roy rarely tolerated cursing in his courtroom, and he'd find those who did. What's his deal? Where's his line? His... his, What is his deal? The thing he said, instead of swearing, he would say, Oh, gobs. I'm going to start doing that. catchphrase. (laughs) Oh, gobs, I spilled it. So if someone swore, he would usually find them the exact amount that they, owe, they currently owed Roy in change. Or no, that Roy owed them in change. So he would... I fought for the court of the amount of $97.12, prick. Give it to me. That is an expensive drink. Why is there a tip part? <laughs> You're so inclined. <laughs> tip a gentleman for giving you your court. So Roy never sentenced anyone to jail because there was not a jail. (laughs) So what's the deal? (laughs) He used fines and threats of hanging. (laughs) That's one way to get around not having a jail. Just (laughs) sit those people on some horses, hope they bolt, have a good time. So mostly he paid his own expenses instead of the state and he kept all the fines. So it was like a system he had. It's a this great system. This is a system. libertarian's America. Yeah. This. <laughs> he, also, he also tied more than one person to a tree if they were bad. Wait, Char just he, painted them with honey, just waited mean, for a bear to come. <laughs> he tied separate people to different trees or multiple people to a tree? A tree. <laughs> He tied different people to a tree. There's a tree there, the and that was tree. your punishment. Multiple people on one tree. Not at the same time. It's yeah, like but he's still at his tree. It was the tree. There's oh, a tree. Oh, don't make me send you to the tree. You ain't gonna like the tree. You look for the blood marks on the bark. Ooh, I don't want to send you to the tree. Long Island does tree. If they were really bad... You go to the bush! If they were really bad, he'd chain them near his bear, Bruno, to scare them. He had his own bear? (laughs) Yes, he had his own bear. Why does a bear always have to have a Russian name? (laughs) All bears are Russian. Even the ones that are here. (laughs) His own bear. Damn immigrant bears! (laughs) <laughs> you just you know you're talking about someone interesting when you just bring up the fact that they had a bear like nothing. <laughs> uh, and he put him near the bear. So he did have a bear. Okay. Yes. He Bubbles. Had a bear. No, Bruno. <laughs> That's not a bear. That's Sorry. A, okay, monkey. So sometimes Bruno was kept in a cage, but mostly Bruno would just stay in the corner and he'd have a chain and enough to wander around. Sounds like heaven. Roy used uh, Bruno to intimidate drunks. <laughs> Frequently, As a drunk, I would be intimidated by yeah. that. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Okay, I don't, I, don't, 
I don't want. I don't want it shot. Stone, John, don't make the bear come. <laughs> Fuck. So frequently he he would require lawyers to pay for beers for Bruno, who enjoyed guzzling beer. What is happening? You 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 just well, it was not. Who am I rooting for? (laughs) Who's my hero? Well, I think I think Drunk Bear, which is I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, like on some level, the idea of a bear pounding beers is great. Yeah, but you just think of quality of life with a bear. It's like you've gotten him to the point where he's like beers. It's his only I like escape. beer in nature. Yeah, but the bear is also like he's just in the corner. He's like ah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, Dave, a little bit of my point is that he's been resigned to the fact that he's like, this is my corner. Beer helps. Yeah. You've now given him, like, a blue-collar life. Yeah. He's like, I used to go get salmon. It's like, well, yeah, now you work nine to six. <laughs> that bear... What do we do at six? Drink beer. Uh, okay. Uh, that bear... Nature. <laughs> Um, that bear has the same life as all of our dads. That's <laughs> truly. Well, my my dad uh, drinks whiskey. Oh. So <laughs> different kind of bear. He's a grizzly. Now, <laughs> it was not uncommon for people to have bears in the town. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Why would it be weird? Why would that be a problem or weird? From someone living there, quote: We had a pair of bears that my brother caught when they were cubs. What? Huh? We called one of them Old Purdy, but she ate cracked Buckeye and it killed her. We kept the other one for the longest, and I hated that bear. I've got the scar on my arm today where he bit me. I put the feed down in front of him one day and he grabbed my arm. He didn't aim to hurt me, but he sure did bit me. So. That's just a, that's like, just a you just, classic, you, you, classic bear town you are story. Ju- when does it end? When do we... Uh, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> that's it? You gave up? Well, I just... The idea of when you try to domesticate an animal and then you go, it's not getting it. It doesn't understand. I want it to swim with me. What's the lion's problem? It's like, you dumb motherfucker, leave it. Stay out of nature. There's certain shit you can't have. You say that. Yeah, I do. And then and then you go into a bar and you see a bear pound of And fosters. that's the problem is if I went into a bar and I saw a bear, I'd go, well, I want to know a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Not ready to shut this down just I, yet. I want to judge this, but I would be fucking thrilled. Yeah. If I went into a bar, if there was a bear in the corner. Why isn't there a bear back there? And uh, I'd, like, be, oh. I'd be talking to the Wranglers. I'd be like, is he fine? He is. Can I shake his paw again? And will you get a close up of just me and him? Like, right, boom, like that. So one of Roy's first rulings as a judge was against a man who started building a saloon across the tracks for him. <laughs> and he said that that couldn't happen. 
It's not also a court. Get it out of here. Yeah. All right. So to enforce the ruling, he went over there and shot up the saloon with his rifle. And then the owner left town and Roy took all of his booze. What? Man, this is just how you operate. I, I have ruled. Well, I own it. He left. You know how the world works. <laughs> Another duty for the judge was performing coroner's inquests. He earned $5 per inquest. And uh, one day a bridge collapsed and 10 workers fell. So Judge, Payday. judge Roy Bean was called uh, to the site. Uh, he rode there on a mule and sure. didn't want to make two separate <laughs> trips because of that. So he pronounced all 10 men dead, even though only seven were dead. How... Well, how does that go down? He reasoned, quote, them other three fellers is bound to die. Is he a doctor? But but they they didn't. Uh, but judge Well, then they get to drink free forever. <laughs> yeah. So, want to meet a bear? <laughs> but uh judge uh Bean had already pocketed $15 and so everyone's like, uh, "All right." Wait, what do you mean everyone was like, uh, all right. Well, then he, no one was going to ask him to pay it back. He was doing a good job. Can this guy walk on water? He's a charming motherfucker. That's yeah. what I learned Honestly. from this. On January 12th, 1883, the railroad was completed and the workload decreased, but there were still a lot of laborers and wages fell from twelve seventy-five to $2 per day. Now, Vine Garoon... From 1270? From 275. 275. Okay. I was going to say. Uh, we're not there yet. No. Yeah. Vine Garoon folded, and Roy moved to Eagle's Nest, another mini uh, town of workers, and he decided to squat on railroad land. Southern Pacific let him get away with it uh, because of how helpful he'd been in, in the past town, and he built a building to be his home slash saloon slash court. <laughs> and then he sent for his kids to come and live with him. And the saloon had a bar, a pool table, and a round poker table. And Roy built an office for the local Texas Ranger. Passenger trains stopped several times a day, and people got off at his saloon for a stiff drink. And he liked to serve them quickly and then have them wait and not give them change. And then the train's warning whistle wow. would blow. <laughs> I respect that. That is a respectable move. That is truly had is off. And then the customers would swear and demand their money, and then Roy would fine them for swearing. You realize you're in bar court, don't you? No. Love it. (laughs) No, I just spilled my drink. $75 fine. Legally. (laughs) I Uh, banged my pistol on the table. We find you not wasted. Don't make, make me make you fight the bear. So Roy had a nemesis. Uh, he just puts on the alpaca coat. Oh, he's a judge. Fuck. Now he's a judge. You want me to take off my apron? No, no, no. No, no. Oh, God, he's a judge now. So Roy had a nemesis. Uh, Jesus <laughs> Torres. Reality? In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Jesus, bear. Jesus who? Jesus Torres. Okay. Jesus Torres. Now, Torres owned a competing saloon. And uh, his father owned all the land in the area, and Jesus thought that he should be running things because of that. So Roy had Torres arrested for disturbing the peace over and over and over again. Okay. And in one case, the jury found him guilty and fined him two dozen bottles of beer. What is going on? Where are we? Which he had to buy from Roy. Wait, (laughs) what? 
I mean, where do we start? If I, I, it, I mean, Barcourt is the best thing Barcourt. ever. It's so good. I would watch that television Barcourt show. Barcourt, oh my God. Happen. Fuck you, Deadwood. This is it, man. Barcourt. Barcourt. This is Deadwood. I would pay my speeding tickets if they were in Lone Star Tall Boys, because I would respect that. Bar. How did he do it? How does one live the American dream as much as Roy? How does one turn a bar into a court and go, yeah, and having, you didn't tip well enough, $75 fine. Okay. You gonna tip? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what we oh, start? you have a problem with that? Talk to our mascot, the bear in the corner. Okay. Is <laughs> he uh, <laughs> okay? Amazing. Sounds like he's light on air. <laughs> In 1884, Roy was, of course, reelected. Yeah! <laughs> the people's champ, Roy. The official voting place for the precinct. Was it the bar? Hold on. No, was it the bar? It was his house. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> Who are you voting for? Uh, <laughs> you. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is there another voting state? No. <laughs> All right. See you at the saloon. It, uh, juror's box. Sure. Whatever the fuck. Uh, yep. But in 1886, Roy lost the election to a well digger. I'm sorry, a what? A guy who dig wells. A well digger. Uh, Doug Wells. Yeah, a well digger. So I didn't put the guy's name in because who gives a shit? Sure, his family. A fucking well digger, right? Yeah. So the vote was 25 votes to 17. That's how many people voted in the election. <laughs> That's what happens when you have house voting. So Who replied to the Evite? <laughs> but at the same time, a new county called Val Verde County was formed, and Roy got himself appointed the judge there. And after a couple of months, the well digger decided he didn't want to be judge, anymore. He didn't like it. And so Roy bought back his old judgeship for uh, whiskey, two bearskins, and a pet uh, coon. This is what lobbying used to be. <laughs> used to be so wholesome. I mean, truly think how amazing it is to be able to get, get it all back. You want some furs and bourbon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want furbin. Give me it. Furbin. <laughs> Settle for a little furbin. Uh, he was then reelected in 1888, 1890, 1892, and 1894. And then, in 1896, old Jesus Torres decided to run against him. Here we go. The first vote, Roy managed to get 100 more votes than there were voters in the county. Well, and to the outreach he had. Yeah. He had a good ground you know, game. We he need to stop ignoring reality. Yeah, we just need to say ground game is solid with this one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, he's making those calls. He's knocking on those doors. Yeah. He's inventing those humans. <laughs> so the result was thrown out, and Jesus Torres was appointed to serve in Roy's place. Okay. And Roy was heartbroken. Whoa. Uh, it sucks. He's a good guy. You should feel bad. Not to be known as the judge was, in his view, not to be anything. So Torres sent someone to get the seal and the law book from Roy, and Roy was like, no. I'm not, 
I'm going to keep this. Is that okay? Nope. But the messenger was like, oh, okay. Later. And then no one would do anything. So Roy ended up Yeah, he just... has a bear. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to talk to my lawyer? <laughs> no, I don't no, really. I'd rather not. So Roy just kept trying cases on the north side of the tracks. Wait, what? How is that? That's... And Torres was now handling cases on the south side. And of how the does tracks. Torres feel? What he's like? I don't. I don't know. The guy's a bear. <laughs> what do you want me to do? He's fucking crazy over there. <laughs> it's just fair. At the next election, Roy uh, uh, walked around with a gun in front of the polling place, and anybody who looked like a Torres supporter, he was like, "You, you should go." By the way, anyone who looked like a Torres supporter. Wink, wink. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. Good Lord. He, and people were like, no, I'm here for you. He's like, mm. you got a good story. But wanted me to bear? So the sheriff was sent to deal with it. And after arguing, the sheriff pointed at Roy's pet bear and said, I'm going to handcuff you to that bear. If you... <laughs> the, 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 literally the best start to a threat ever. <laughs> I want to see where this goes. I'll allow it. I'm going to handcuff you to that bear if you keep on. And Roy gave in and let people vote. Torres won 26 votes to 15. But then Roy won the next two elections. So he was back. What? Now, by the 1890s, prize fighting was illegal in most states. It's a great, great, great new twist. But it was legal in Texas. Gentleman Jim Corbett and Australian Bob Fitzsimmons were uh, supposed to fight in Texas, but then the governor called a special session of the legislature, and they banned boxing in Texas. Okay. And then they were going to move the fight to Arkansas, but the the governor there threatened to bring out the state militia. So Jim Corbett quit boxing. He was like, well, fuck this. Is that a quote? Yeah. And then Peter Maher, who was the champion of Ireland, replaced Corbett in the fight. And Roy invited them to have the fight at his place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's legal if it's in a court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's court-sanctioned boxing. Yeah. So the day of the fight, Roy's saloon was packed. Everyone had to get a few rounds of drinks, and then he took everyone down to the river to a sound bar where a ring had been built near the Mexican shore of the Rio Grande. Oh, boy. So it was like... We're going to build a ring. (laughs) So he found like a loophole. Just have it right there on the Mexican side. (laughs) Right. On a sandbar. And everyone's like, I don't know. Is that ours? By the way, it sounds like the end of a Steven Seagal movie. (laughs) Like, this is how Jean-Claude Van Damme movies end. We build a a ring on the edge of the Rio Grande. The fight lasted 95 seconds. Wait, so you build the whole thing and you're like, he doesn't even have a chin? Well, this is when fights were like, it went on for nine years. Yeah. But now they're like, oh. 81 rounds. Mike Tyson's like, bang, ow. Uh, So everyone went back up to the saloon to drink and and sports writers wrote of the fight. And soon, Judge Roy Bean was known across the country. Okay, good. Always good. Notoriety is credibility. Yeah. And he continued to keep his own brand of law and order. In 1902, a man named Watts 
shot a one-eyed Mexican sheep herder. Was that how he introduced himself? Yeah. Hi, I'm a one-eyed Mexican sheep herder. How are nice you? Nice to meet you. I have 52. I'm missing 26. <laughs> <laughs> So the man shot the one-eyed uh, Mexican sheepherd who was named Emeterio, and a uh, neighbor said, quote, I remember when Watts killed Emeterio, Emeterio fell in front of my house. The judge did not want to let them move Emeterio out of the road because he attracted people and made business good. Wait, what? He literally, what? what? So there was a, there was a, a dead body? guy. So there's a dead guy. So leaving a body just to be like, hey, hey, look. Look at the numbers. It's a little bit of a it's a it's an attraction and people are like, let's go see the yeah. dead body today. Hey. It's like the entire state of Texas was stand by me. They all <laughs> got involved. Look, we're living in a, a material world. <laughs> and I'm in a material girl. <laughs> so he's it's like so he's an he's an attraction, so people are coming. For sure. He's yeah. becoming moss. It's fun. Quote, yeah. the ants hollowed out old Emeterio, so there, so there wasn't anything left of him except, except his overalls, his jumper, and his hide. They completely destroyed all of him that was inside of his skin. Yeah. I shall never forget those ants. <laughs> we used to catch them and put them in a saucer and make them fight. Charge money for that, too. You got a second business. So that story has, at the end, Aunt Justice. <laughs> this guy is a fucking capitalist through and through. Oh, my God. I this love is the it. ultimate cap. No, leave the dead guy. People want to look at him. I can make some money off beer. <laughs> uh, all right. Does just ants make a fight? We'll keep figuring. <laughs> Judge Bean didn't allow hung juries. Once when the jury couldn't reach a decision, he just pulled out his six-shooter, laid it on the bar, and told them to go back and come up with a verdict. Literally, Dave, literally, what are we, 15 years away from this again? <laughs> from judges oh, being like, no, you need to shut the fuck up. Five, down. yeah, five. Okay. The defense attorney, my ass. Uh, they quickly found the defendant guilty. Once he threatened a lawyer with hanging for using profane language when the lawyer used the term habeas corpus. Very illegal. Not okay to say. Not okay to say. Oh, daddy want one more? Um, the Fancy lawyer... talking, also finable. Sorry. Right. <laughs> the lawyer objected and Roy fined him. The lawyer then tried to appeal to the governor in Austin, but the governor said, quote, those boys are running the show out there. Let them run it. Hey, that's what you elected them for. Uh, you know you're in trouble when the elected official is referring to the people you're ratting on as those boys. Those boys. <laughs> you are not going to win oh, that. Oh, they're just filibustering again. <laughs> those boys. Just the scamps. Rascals, if you ask me. <laughs> Rascals if I've ever seen them. <laughs> so when a dead cowboy was found, uh -huh. they searched his pockets and found $40 and a six-gun on him. So Roy charged the corpse with carrying a concealed weapon and fined it $40. <laughs> Who... I mean, I guess literally every question. I, uh... Who, what, when, where, how, and... 
Why and how? And well, really he got, how? He got 40 bucks. Yeah. Well, the guy was committing a crime. They right? weekended Bernie like a defendant? <laughs> Not even a defendant. It's a dead guy, but he's committing a fucking crime, right? He's laying around all packing heat. Yeah, you can't just die with weapons. Thank you. <laughs> Someone could take them from your Obviously. corpse. Habeas corpus. Exactly. Uh... At one point, a Irishman named Patty O'Rourke. How He's you, Irish? How, yeah. He w- pa- sorry, I, I don't mean to. I, I would hate to stop everything for nothing, but sorry, Patty O'Rourke is Irish. He is Irish. He is. Yeah. yeah it's, and, and we're in Ireland because I don't know if that is familiar as far as Irish names go. Patty O'Rourke. Yeah. Patty O'Rourke was accused of shooting a Chinese. A big two Irish. <laughs> Woo! I'm literally a clover. He was accused of shooting a Chinese laborer. A mob of 200 Irishmen surrounded the courtroom slash saloon and threatened to lynch uh, Judge Roy Bean and burn down his saloon. (laughs) Well. So when the court was in session, Roy looked through his law book for a while and then said, quote, Gentlemen. I find the law very explicit on murdering your fellow man, but there's nothing here about killing a Chinaman. Case dismissed. Oh, my God. Welcome (sighs) to Texas. He just just, read it from the book. I don't know why you guys are getting so mad. It was clearly clearly something you read in the Uh, law book. I mean, it it, it really is insane that there's a time where that was something a judge could say. (laughs) I know. Now now they they just do it. Obviously, life is precious. He was Asian. Let's move on. (laughs) Roy's son, Sam, got into an argument in uh, the saloon that led to a man slapping him in the face. (laughs) The best. The best move. Roy yelled, shoot him, Sam. Shoot him. And Sam did, killing the man. Roy then got to work with witnesses, promising them favors and paying them off. And... Sam was acquitted, but the verdict cost Roy nearly all the money he'd managed to save. Okay. But Roy had other ways of uh, making money. Sure. He married people, as you said uh, before. He charged $5 and ended the ceremony by saying, quote, may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) How all marriage vows should end, really. That is honest to God. Good fucking luck. Amen. I mean, if I got remarried, I would beg my wife to let the the reverend say that. (laughs) All right. Give it up for Mr. and Mrs. Anthony. May God have mercy on your souls, honestly. (laughs) Not going to work out. So Roy was approached by a guy who uh, wanted to go on a business deal and start a pig farm. Uh, Roy would Roy would oh, just provide... feed all the bodies that you're accruing in your bar <laughs> yeah. to the pig farm. It's great. So Roy would uh, fund the farm, and then the guy would you know run the farm. Uh, so that went on for two years, and he Roy made no he saw no profits at all. Okay. So Roy wanted to sue him, but there was no other court around to sue. Wait, there is no way. What? <laughs> What? At what point is collusion real in this world? Like, at what point are you like, we're going to try in my court and I'm the judge? 
I don't like my chances. <laughs> Roy sued him in his own court. Yes. Yes. Roy started out but by... But how, how do you even show up? I'm not going to come. Oh, you got to come. <laughs> oh, you never know what I'll feel like. I might be in one of my moods. Look, sometimes right. I wear the alpaca coat. Sometimes look, I take it look, off. I put my alpaca jacket on like every man. <laughs> one weird furry sleeve at a time. <laughs> so... Roy started out by making a speech on his behalf. Well, I'd like to start about, uh, I'd like to talk to the judges, me. And uh, just impart upon him how tough this has been. And then he runs behind. Well, I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me put on the new jacket. And uh, your honor, what I was saying before is I just feel like, you know, lately everybody's coming down against me. One second. I'll continue to allow it. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> so Roy also testified in front of himself. <laughs> Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Who's me? Yeah, let me switch hands. I do. <laughs> so help you, God? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't. So then he ruled that he would take half the hogs and the other half would be sold to raise damages he suffered to cover the cost of the suit. So he took half the hogs, he sold the other half, and he, and now, he took that now money. Now, judges have existed before this. So there is a bar for what a judge should do. This is the best judge ever. Is he? All judges should be like this, because life would be awesome. Welcome to living room court. I mean, why if is that not a thing? alcohol at jury duty, oh, different this story. country would be different completely story. different. OJ would be behind bars. Yep. We yeah, would live serving in drinks. World. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, wait, where am I? Oh, good Lord, Dave. Come on, don't oh, do this. Oh, sorry. Uh, so... Uh, this is how someone described Judge Roy Bean. Quote, Roy Bean was smart, a smart old booger. He had his faults, but listen, he was a good man at heart. He might have been a murderer and a robber and a thief. He might have been. Who's this person we're quoting? The this devil? Is, uh, <laughs> Bu- Beulah Birdwell Far- Farley, who lived in... Beulah Birda Farty? Birdwell. Huh? Birdwell. Anyway. Birdwell Lived in the same town. Uh-huh. So he might have been a murderer and a robber and a thief, but he was good in his way. He was the best hearted old fellow you ever saw. He yeah. would do anything for Unless anybody. Unless you met another one. <laughs> He'd do anything for anybody, except, yeah. the, except the Chinese fellows. <laughs> he had a good side he kept hidden. Throughout the years, he took some of the fines and much of the collected goods that he got and gave them to the poor and destitute of the area, and he, he bought medicine for the sick and poor. After a heavy day of drinking, Roy died in a saloon on March 16th, 1903, of lung He and means heart the court. He was initially buried in West Lawn Cemetery in Del Rio, Texas, but due to the numerous visitors to his grave, he was later reinterred behind the Whitehead Memorial Museum. And there <laughs> is the greatest Texan of all time. Yeah. 
Someone turned themselves into a bullshit Swiss Army knife. That's... How do you get to that many levels? It's amazing. He's an amazing man. I really... I, like, I've lived here for about seven years. Yeah. That is a true Texan. Yeah. Just... He is the Rube Waddell of... of... Yeah. Of the court. Like it, it, it is the truth, though. It's like, if you just, you know, and we're all, like, we all try to be very decent and, like, just, you know, play to our skill set. And then there's individuals that are just like, yeah, I just lie and take money. Yeah. And we're all like, uh, it's unfair. And they're like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, want to come to my bar court? If you're a charming enough, like, handsome white man... Move to Texas. You'll do fine. <laughs> You'll do fine. They love that kind of thing here. Look at Matthew McConaughey. That's his whole thing. Oh, dude. Matthew McConaughey's having sex with Lincoln Town Cars. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. He's like, how much longer till we fuck? That's like a high desert shot. You're like, what am I watching? <laughs> I took ayahuasca and then filled it up with diesel. Fuck it. Look at my dogs. Look at my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming out. We really do appreciate the fuck out of it. Can't say it enough. Give it up for Cap. Thank you so Moving much. Moving soon. Um, we will be, uh, we'll, we'll sign some stuff and take uh, pictures out there out if there. you guys want. And then, uh, you know, invite us to whatever bar you think is good around here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll have a good time. It'll be great. We'll be out there in like five minutes. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, don't run out of here. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Sorry. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.